Good morning. Our reading today is from the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 23 through 33. The same day, some Sadducees came to him saying, there is no resurrection, and they asked him a question. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies childless, his brother shall marry the widow and raise up children for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first married and died childless, leaving the widow to his brother. The second did the same, also the third, down to the seventh. Last of all, the woman herself died. In the resurrection then, whose wife of the seven will she be? For all of them had married her. Jesus answered them, You are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, people neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. And as for the resurrection of the dead, you have not read what was said to you by God. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Is He is God, not of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowd heard it, they were astounded at his teachings. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Good to see everybody here today. What a beautiful day, and happy Mother's Day to, uh, to all the mothers out there. I'm hoping that mine sobers up soon. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. She sobered up early this morning. Come on now. She's fine. Glad, I really am glad to see everybody here. And, I, and I, if you are new here, my name is Trevor. I'm, I'm the pastor here. And above all things, I want you to feel comfortable here, and more than anything, I want you to feel welcomed and loved here. That's our, our goal. We joke around a lot, we have fun, uh, we razz each other, we sing, we, we enjoy our time together because we believe that we enjoy God's love, and God's love is amazing, and that's why we're here. Um, but have you ever been criticized? Have you ever... This is... <laughs> I believe I was, which is that joke earlier, but <laughs> no, this is the time when we, because of social media, we see criticism, uh, it seems like out in the public square more than, more than ever. In fact, in some cases, it's even, it feels like it's encouraged. Uh, you post something that you think is going to be a, a joyful time, and then people start writing nasty comments about it. They'll, they'll comment on... Uh, uh, the way the picture looks, the way you look, uh, the, 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 the sincerity of your post, whatever the case may be, somebody will find something to, for some reason, make you feel like, well, I, I shouldn't even bother to put that up there. Uh, one of the first people to, to hear so much criticism was Christ. As he's walking, he's trying to share joy. He's trying to share very joyful things. What he's telling people over and over again is that you were loved. Every one of you is loved, and every one of you is accepted in the kingdom of heaven. People have a problem with that. In this story, it's the Sadducees. Now, the Sadducees are a little bit different than the Pharisees, but both of them teamed up to attack Jesus with a lot of other folks. Uh, here's, here's a really bad picture of a Sadducee. Um, apparently, they had no legs, but they, um, they were high priests, aristocrats. They were the wealthier of the population. 
uh, they, were, they were glued to that temple. They, were, they really thought they were all that. It's true. They really did think that they were all that. They liked their position. They liked their politics, too, because they were friendly with Rome. The Rome, the empire that had overtaken them, they were kind of working with them. And because of that, they got some extra uh, perks. They only studied the Torah. The Torah is the first five books of the Bible. If it wasn't in the first five books of the Bible, to them, it didn't matter. Uh, it was the strict law. Uh, they were considered, um, in, in the time that they, uh, politically, they were considered conservative. They were very, very conservative. Uh, they had a strict adherence to the written law. In other words, that law that was in the first five books of that, of that Bible. Uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, if your kid gets out of line, hit him with a rod. They, they took a lot of that stuff verbatim. That to them, that was the law, and that was not changing. The uh, Pharisees, they believed in more of the, um, what we call the, the oral law. In other words, as tradition, as time moved on, they kind of ebb and flowed with things. They, they kind of... Uh, saw where society was going, they saw where people were evolving and things like that, and so they were kind of moving in that way. That's why they were a little bit more considered more progressive, whereas the, the Sadducees were considered more conservative. Um, it's, it's this reason that they were kind of at odds all the time. They, they criticized each other, they, they weren't really uh, in love with each other at the time. And they did not believe in an afterlife. They did not believe in a resurrection. They didn't believe in angelic spirits. They thought that basically you were here on earth. When you were done, you were done. And they didn't think that if you were a lower class citizen, that was just your, that's where you were. Uh, because they were in the upper class, they rather enjoyed that. They loved their, um, their, their position. And like I said, they were connected to that temple. To them, the church in many ways was the building. So much so that when Rome finally conquered and the, and the temple was destroyed, the Sadducees pretty much stopped existing. Without a building, without a material goods or building, they had nothing to stand on. They're the ones that are criticizing Jesus. But before that, I want to talk about this. That's my treadmill. I, what'd you say? Oh, hi. Hi, treadmill. <laughs> Apparently, my mom's not the only one that needs to see her so rough. But you know, um, uh, this, Allison got me this. My, I had a treadmill and it broke. And for a while, I was without one and she surprised me uh, with this one. I love uh, treadmilling. I love exercise. It doesn't show, but I do. I exercise. Why are you laughing at that? Why? Um, <laughs> I, uh, I treadmill uh, on an average of an hour a morning. We get up very early, and I, and I do an hour every morning. Now, I could criticize myself. I could say, why, why bother? Why bother with something like this? Um, I, the, the, the weight loss is is very slow for something like this. Uh, my father died when he was in his early 60s. 
My grandmother, his mother, died when she was my age. I could easily go negative and say, well, I, I don't have much time left genetically. Uh, so so why, why bother? It's never going to grow my hair back. Uh, so, so why bother with something like that? Why do we continue to do things when we have so much criticism, either from others or in our head? What keeps us going? What, what keeps us moving? Now, see, that's what the Pharisees or the, the Sadducees were trying to uh, get at Jesus for this. They, they did this whole story of, you know, if they, they were quoting uh, the, the old laws of if, and this is a chauvinist thing, but um, if a guy married a woman and the guy died, his brother was supposed to take over if they didn't have kids and make sure that they continued to populate. Uh, again, another ancient rule where the female has no choice in this matter. Um, but for the Sadducees, that was written in the law. And so to them, they said, okay, here's what happened. They had seven people and all this kind of stuff, and they didn't have this and everything like that. Well, whose wife is it and all this kind of stuff? And we sometimes take this uh, scripture and we look at it and we think, okay, what he's talking about is what marriage is like in heaven. He's not. What's happening here is that the Sadducees are leaving comments on the social media page trying to get Jesus to say, it's so confusing, it's so messed up, criticize, 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 why bother with what you're doing? Why bother talking about an afterlife or a resurrection when it's so messed up like that? That's the point of this story. It has nothing to do with marriage. Yes, he does say we become angelic and all of this kind of stuff, but the most important thing he says is that you do not understand the power of God. You are not understanding the power of God. And in a rebuke that just floors everybody, he says, God said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob. What he's quoting is from the first five books of the Bible. He's saying, God is saying, I am the God of these people that you say are dead and gone. So shut up. And he floors people like that. They give him a why bother. He gives them a reason why. I want to go back to the criticism, though. Jesus had all the answers. He, he knew how to answer people. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we take criticism, and sometimes it floors us. Sometimes it hurts. It's easy to get on a treadmill for me and to, to, to work out. It would hurt tremendously if I had a number of people saying, it's not helping. Why, why do it? It would be easy for me to get my feelings hurt and stop. Even though every morning I stir endorphins, I help my blood sugars, I help my heart, I feel better um, when I'm finished, not during, when I'm finished, I feel better. I start off my day just feeling like I've accomplished something. 
but we all have done stuff like that, and we've all had criticism that has challenged us to stop doing something like that. Anytime that we are doing something that moves us forward, we often get criticism wanting us to fall back and to say, why bother? It happens to us all the time. Uh, try, try being a, a, a new church. When we first planted here five years ago, something like that, I don't even know how old I am, so we got lots of criticism. You're never going to make it. Nobody ever plants a church just out of nowhere. You can't do that. Uh, Fallbrook is too, too snooty. You can't, you can't put a church in there. Uh, you definitely cannot put a church that is welcoming to everybody. Um, and the list goes on. We, we even got criticism from other pastors saying, you can't put a church here because our church is over there. And we, we got accused of stealing church members. Some of the criticism came from churches that were all the way across town. We got our share of people saying, you're never, ever going to make it. So why bother? People that were even putting up the money said, you're never, ever going to make it. So why bother? And the criticism still happens. We are, uh, for those of you that uh, don't know this yet, as a new church start, we, got, we, we had a, a time of getting grant money to help us financially get through and build up our people, build up our finances. The grant money ends this year. As it stands right now, we don't have the finances yet to sustain ourselves and to call ourselves a self-sustaining church. We, we, need, we need more people. We need more giving. A lot of people say, you're not going to make it. Your, your message is wrong. Your uh, location is wrong. Starting the way, the way that you started is wrong, and now you, you're just not going to make it. So why bother? I've had other churches say, well, you know what? Uh, we'll take your people. <laughs> They're always so willing to take the, the people. When we first started, I had somebody tell me that I was a Lone Ranger, a Maverick, because I was trying to do something a little bit different. Uh, they said that I didn't preach well. They hated my preaching. Um, and another church said, you better, in order for you to make it, you better let us take control of what you're doing. You can be a, an associate pastor, but we're, we'll own this because the way you're going, you can't make it. And they had one stipulation. You can't be all welcoming. It happened in a conversation right over here at uh, Toast, the restaurant right over here. And I said, we'll take our chances. There were many times like that that I felt like, you know, um, there were a lot of things that were trying to stop us from moving forward. And because of that, and this is how twisted I am, I felt like we were on the right path. Because Jesus, whenever he talked about 
the inclusivity, the, 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 the love, the, the power of God, somebody would say, why bother? Why bother? There is no resurrection. Why even go there? But we know that Jesus was on the right path. We know that the closer he got to Jerusalem, the harsher the criticism became. Why do we do this? Why are we even here? Have you ever thought about that? Is it just a routine? Do you just get up on Sunday mornings? You yawn. Hopefully you shower. You come here. And you sit with a number of people that share this vision of loving God, loving ourselves, and loving our neighbors. But the critics are saying, why bother? Why, why even put the effort through it? It's a harsh world out there. And it's getting, it feels harsher. People don't like people anymore. We, we, we don't have that hope anymore. All we have is division. All we have is arguments. All we have is violence. All we have is war with one another. So why bother? Why why are we even here? What has kept us from just throwing up our arms and saying, you're right. Why bother? For me, it's because of the same thing, reason I do the treadmill. Because it's good. It's good for me. When it makes me a brighter person, I'm better for the world. It helps. And that's why we're here. Because I refuse to say that the world is over. Because I refuse to say that we give in to hate. I refuse to say that the person that disagrees me agrees with me is a villain. And since we've started this church five years ago, I have seen amazing, amazing things. I have seen people that had been done with church, completely done with church because of the criticism. Start again. I've seen people that didn't know each other at all are now friends. We, we've changed the word neighbor to the word friend. We're doing something miraculous here. We're doing something that is 
beyond ourselves here. And that's what Jesus was doing 2,000 years ago. His walk every day was a why bother. He knew that what he was going to go to was going to be excruciating. But it was worth it. Bless you. It was worth it because God's message to us is that we're worth it. Some of the harshest criticism that we ever hear doesn't come from a Facebook post. It comes from us. We wake up in the morning and we think, why bother? And sadly, more than ever, people are responding to that. Why bother? And they're hurting themselves, some fatally. And that's why we're here. Because Jesus walked to Jerusalem, gave his life to let people know that in a world of violence and chaos, that you are worth it. Why do we bother? Why not? Love is the solution. And as long as we breathe air, we will tread forward. We will move forward. And we will celebrate that love here and out there. Because believe it or not, this little church is part of a movement that started 2,000 years ago that continues to change the world. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we, we don't want to get on that treadmill of life. Walk with us. Be there with us. Remind us we count. Remind us we are loved. And remind us that love is everything. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.